Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcat, the premier, original, best, flagship, and most consequential episode of the of the prestigious Podcat Podcast Network. I am one of your prestigious hosts. My name is Samuel Brady, and I'm joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host. Veronica Brady. Hello, everyone. Hi, Veronica. Hi. I don't know what you're singing. We just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the teaser trailer that came out about three days ago. That's yeah. this recording. Yeah, uh, agreed. And um, so this is just going to be a quick and dirty podcast because Samuel and I have a... a a fundamental disagreement about this. <laughs> so I ended and I said, well, what do you think? And she said, about what? And I said, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. She said, are in it? And I said, no, they're fucking silly in it. <laughs> and I don't understand how you gauged that from that. Okay. All right. So in a one with very limited dialogue, about half of the dialogue that we were presented with is, is the interviewer talking to them about their roles. He says, what is your job? He's like, well, uh, uh, being an actor is a dangerous job. Stunt double, doubles meant to carry the load. Brad Pitt's just off there looking uh, kind of like what he's doing one of his goofy, goofy roles. Well, also with the posture and attitude that he's going to be kind of goofy Brad Pitt in this one, right? That That's a, a feeling as goofy sure. Brad Pitt. And Goofy Brad Pitt says, he goes, is that how you describe your job? And he says, carrying his load? That yeah, sounds about right. And they give a wry look to one another. And then it has spunky music and carries on with the trailer. And so, and from that, you think they're gay. Yeah. No, not necessarily. Well, maybe not even gay, but they're definitely fucking. They might just be Hollywood people in the 60s. What I mean is they're, they're, they're having sex. Wait, okay, now I'm confused. Hollywood people in the 60s? Not, not all Hollywood people, but I just mean like their sexuality might just be fame and fun in one another. Okay, that's not what you said moments ago. You said they're fucking, they're gay. Yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know how you get that from that brief trailer. Uh-huh. And uh, as most of my friends know, I don't ever know when anyone's gay. Uh-huh. Uh, period. I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, okay, cool, whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know that gaydar is even a thing. I don't know. Some people say it's real. I I can never tell. And I don't think it's any of my fucking business <laughs> anyway. So it doesn't right. matter if I can uh, tell. But you are fascinated when <coughs> somebody has a strong gaydar reading and you're just like, from what? How? When? Yeah. How did you know? I, I'm always like just completely perplexed because I don't get a reading at all. Hmm. So, but in any event, um, let us know your thoughts about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sure, The sure. trailer. The Minute 45 trailer. <laughs> and let me know if you think they're fucking or not, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Okay, Sam. That was three minutes and ten seconds of time. That's not really a good podcast. Once That's upon, like a tenth Once of upon a podcast. Time in podcast. That's Once what upon we'll a time in call podcast. The <laughs> <laughs> Although it is almost twice as long as the trailer that we watched. So the audience can see us, but I just gave you a wink. I bet you they know we're fucking I know. (laughs) (laughs) They're gay for each other. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) What else have you been doing? What else have I been doing? Yeah. Working hard, having fun. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all my gardens. Um, You've been having incredible achievements in the gardening sector. Yes. In the gardening sector, mm-hmm. I've been having achievements. Um, yeah, it's looking real good. I'm, I'm very excited about it. You, she's constructed great. all kinds of raised beds that are, uh, she designed them, 
planned them out, uh, built them out of lumber and uh, deck sprues and black paint. And they're <laughs> filled with gardening soil. And you have a, a drip irrigation system that runs mostly under mulch, but goes all throughout where not only the raised beds are, but then the shrubs at the front of the house and then the flower beds mm-hmm. uh, are. So it's all this, this thing that, that waters itself twice a twice a day on a timer it's really it's really spectacular yeah thank you um i'm pretty excited i get a lot of compliments from our neighbors now um we were outside raking well i say we you were just kind of hanging out with me but i was outside raking and uh this lady drives by her minivan stops rolls down her window and she yells your yard looks beautiful (laughs) and i was like oh Thanks. And like so many people have stopped to say nice things to me, mm. but she's a true Southern woman and she will not ha- let you have a compliment without no. being a little nasty at mm-hmm. the end of it. And so as she's about to roll up her windows, she decides I need to say one more thing. And then she yells across much better than the weeds and brambles and all that it used to be. Uh-huh. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> I was so pissed. She's like, I'd give your garden an award. Most improved. <laughs> yeah, you asshole. I was yeah. so I was so irritated by her, but um, yeah, that was that. Uh-huh. See, the thing about Veronica and I is that we tell it like it is. We tell it like it is. <laughs> That's a big joke between us because Jesus. all anyone will ever say about themselves in a professional or personal context in the state of Texas is that what you have to know what's unique about me, and you won't hear this from just anyone because this is just me. Is I, me, I am a straight shooter, and I tell it like it is. Yeah. And everyone believes that that is a unique quantity <laughs> to themselves oh that my makes gosh. them special. So Veronica and I will jokingly oftentimes just talk to each other in Texan speak, and we'll be like, well, you know, I did this because I don't know if you know this about me, but I, Sam Brady, I tell it like it is because I am a straight shooter. <laughs> yeah, I'm in this um, leadership thing, and one of the, at our opening retreat, there's like this whole thing, and you have to like, there's all these different personality traits and stuff that are on this piece of paper. And we're all meeting each other for the first time. And so we have to walk around and say, like, oh, are you always on time? Are you always late? Do you tell it like it is? Um, are you shy? Are you confident? And all these things. So you have to walk around and be like, hey, do you tell it like And that's the first thing I did is I just walked up to someone and said, do you tell it like it is? Oh, you do? Cool. Great. Could you initial this? <laughs> right. It was so dumb. Like, I hate it when that's on things. It's nothing speech. No, it's nonsense. <laughs> word salad. Texas oh word salad. Oh my God. It's just nonsense. So we're sorry. I, sorry I haven't produced a podcast in a little while. Uh, you may have noticed in the news that there is the Mueller report that was just issued to Congress. I'm not saying that we um, had the most critical role to play in that is how I'll phrase that. But I will say that between Bob Mueller and I, there's been one full pr- report produced uh, yeah. this weekend. I'm not going to say who did most of the heavy lifting. Between the pair of us, I'm just saying between the two of us, somewhere in that equation, we've produced a, a, a Mueller report. And as the woman in this equation, I have been completely left out, having done all of the work. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm not, receiving exactly none of the pay. I'm not saying anything. Maybe I can, maybe I can't say anything, or maybe this is nothing, but just, uh, just saying there's a report out, and we haven't had a podcast out in a while. Maybe we'll have more podcasts. And now, now it's, Mueller it's, Mueller, it's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. Well, Sam, what else is happening in our lives? Ugh, finishing up school, we're about to graduate from our respective uh, degree programs. I've got just a few weeks left in my last undergraduate classes ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Have really you hard. told 
podcast what you're doing post baccalaureate degree? No, but I think we could, right? You want to go into that at all? It's up to you. It's your life. Sure. Okay. So since about last um, October, I think, mm-hmm. I've been studying full time uh, for the LSAT. I follow mostly the thinking. Sam, Sam, Sam. What does LSAT mean? The law school admissions test. Law school? But isn't that just for people that don't like blood and math? <laughs> There was a funny interview where someone's just like, boy, things have been tough for law school candidates. There's so many people who are not using their degrees. There's insane amounts of debt. There's high suicide and substance abuse rates among this profession. Seems to be diminishing prospects. They're going on and on. And the guy kept on saying it again, uh, again and again. Uh, well, it's still a great option if you're smart and don't like blood and don't like math. <laughs> you don't want to be a CPA, a doctor, a banker, or a stock person, but you feel like you're an intelligent. You want to trade on your intelligence and try to, to work really hard on being smart. <laughs> Come to law school. That's very. Funny. It was an interesting and informative interview, but yeah. But <laughs> I mentioned all the horrible things that are. <laughs> obstacles on this path because it is, a, it is a very difficult thing to do but i've been working very hard at it to try to make responsible choices of not paying for law school and working hard up front to get a good lsat score so i get a full ride somewhere uh, my highest score on record for an official lsat is a 160 and my practice test scores seem to suggest i could do quite a bit um, better than that I, ha- I have a number of scores that are 165 plus so i'm working really hard to achieve that 165 plus that i, I know I'm, I'm capable of and i'll sit for the test as many times as is necessary in order to get that Next time I sit for it is this next weekend, and it's it's been it's been pretty crazy doing full time school, full time work, and full time LSAT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but 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 I've been loving it. It, it kind of helps me feel sharp. And when, when you have so much work, and um, it's sometimes hard to dive into it. But I feel like the LSAT makes me a better employee, weirdly, because the LSAT you just dive into a thirty five minute session, and it's like you're going over a waterfall. You have no choice but to immediately be busy. And I've been taking that same philosophy to work to just doing a quick LSAT prep thing to help me get get rolling and being productive and and working hard to achieve my goals and all sorts of things. So yeah, I've been enjoying it. We um after your LSAT in was it November or December? I took in November and I took the January. Okay. So after your LSAT in November, we took a long month off of studying, of just not prepping, of not doing anything other than like doing a lot of good family time. And we took a trip to Utah. So that was really fun Mm -hmm. on the way up. (laughs) Um, Oh, we haven't told them about our No, we haven't told them anything about harrowing trip back (laughs) to Texas. Wow. We drive a a hybrid car, and we really enjoyed making these really long road trips together. It's a lot of fun for us, and I know that a lot of people do not like long road trips, but we like them. And um, we decided that we were going to do a long family road trip with the kids. Mm -hmm. So we went from Texas to New Mexico um, in a day. Mm -hmm. And we slept at a really nice casino in New Mexico, which I loved. Great yeah. Um, The kids ended up going up to their dad's house from Salt Lake and after Christmas. And so Sam and I were like, hey, you know, we're driving back by ourselves. Why don't we go to Colorado, go to Garden of the Gods and all that good stuff. And just like take a day or two to... Have a little vacation to ourselves. So to have you in the right frame of mind for the trip home from our vacation, I'd, I'd have you watch either the movie The Revenant or 127 Hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Both of those exactly movies are, are kind of the, the experience. Although I will say that we ran across some very nice people. 
um, we did. on our trek home. That's true. Um, one gave me a knife. <laughs> one gave you a knife uh, for no reason because <laughs> because okay, so we're driving from Utah into Colorado, uh-huh. and all of a sudden it's snowing. Who knew? <laughs> you say all of a sudden. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I've been a controversy on Twitter lately. Anyways, please continue. Nothing is a, tw- a Twitter controversy. Sorry, I, I'm just a straight shooter. I like to tell it like it is. Oh, so, thank you, Sam. You know. I really appreciate that type of honesty. I can't expect that from others, but I can get that from you. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so I, I was driving, and I was like, oh, boy, it sure is snowy. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> and roads the roads were really, really bad. And we were just like... It was my first time ever to drive into snow, and it was terrifying the uh-huh. whole time. And so finally, we ended up stopping to go get gas, and I was like, you have to take over, because Sam has a lot of experience driving in the snow. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny, because Sam's advice to me was, slow down, stay away from everyone. That was a, that was your advice. And mm-hmm. I think that's solid advice. Sure. Um, and so it's just like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> There's specific breaking things, but you don't want to get to that. You just want to be calm, steady, a little yeah. slower than you think, and away from people. That's generally it, yeah. Yeah, so I was shocked that that was... <laughs> My years I... of experience in yeah. mountainous terrain, in, in incredible blizzards. Yeah. I received more training on what to do when you're hydroplaning. <laughs> we did We did some nice prep beforehand. Like, we had chains in yes, the thing. We had a lot of emergency supplies. So it's not like we're completely going into it thing but as, as far as driving yeah it's slippery it sucks you yeah. just want to keep a very cool head but there's there's not like a lot of magic tricks it's a lot of just being calm cool collected and thinking straight yeah in, in, in situations where people may not be thinking <laughs> yeah so i had got us an airbnb while we were in utah because we kind of just made the decision on the fly right um so I got the Airbnb, and the photos show a back door to someone's house, and we're like, oh, we have this, like, little area of the house. It's really nice. It's separated. You don't even have to see us, blah, blah, blah. It's like a mother-in-law suite. Mm-hmm. It was a basement, and it was fine. It was a very nice basement closet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was a very nice basement closet. I will yeah. say the bed was fine. The bed was fine. It was the bed took up um, uh, the vast majority of the room. Two thirds of the a, room. About a full sized bed. Yeah. Um, there was not. We wanted a, a sparse place because we had every intention of being out and about, being to the Garden of the Gods, being busy. So we're going hiking. We're busy. Stuff. One of the things that stood out as we're driving things is there's this local pizza pub place that looked. Interesting. Well, because we drove so late because we added another three hours onto the trip because we had intended to get in around dinner time and we were not able to do that Mm -mm. (laughs) at all. So So what's better midnight food that you can have quickly and reliably than pizza? Go to this nice local joint. Had lots of great reviews on Yelp. Had a lot of great reviews on Yelp. We get a pizza and some breadsticks. We eat some of that. We go to bed. Uh, did you wake up in the night with cramps? No, I just woke up feeling not great. Yeah, I woke up several times the night with like pressure in my chest and intense cramps. We wake up in the morning. We're sweating. We have to go to the bathroom constantly. We're constantly on the verge of nausea. And I just like, like right below my esophagus and in my whole chest area it just feels like someone is just 
pushing really hard. There's this intense pressure. It was scary because I thought you might be having a heart attack. Because we had very severe food poisoning. It was horrific. And we were vultures circling the bathroom, uh, unable to move, sweating out of every pore for the entire day. Like food poisoning, like I have not had in quite a, a long time. I don't think I had ever had food poisoning to that extent. I mean, well, I don't even know that I've ever had food poisoning based on that experience. Yeah. It was horrendous. Did you throw up? I threw up a couple times. Um, I don't remember if I did or not. I really blocked out. Because I ended up getting like tremendously high fever. I was like at 102 for a while and then I took medication and it pulled it down. And I just remember being like under all of the blankets and just still could not. Yeah. I was just full on chills. It was Ugh. awful. And it was, yeah. And I, and I like, all I wanted to do was be in the bed, but all I needed to do was be talking to the toilet the whole time. Yeah. So I was kind of in that agony where you can't decide how much Ugh. to push it and where to push it and you're just feeling shitty. So we uh, were in this full size be- um, bed stuffed into a closet for most of the day doing that. Finally, do decide to try to go to the Garden of the Gods. We're feeling okay. Get out of the car, start walking around. Immediately, we will use the restroom several times. Can't yeah. move, I went to feel the, the cramps. <laughs> I went to the Garden of the Gods, um, like, oh God, what is it? The, like, I guess the museum center or yeah, whatever like the lobby thing. yeah well i mean like they have like a lot of stuff that you can go in and look and it was really a neat thing if you're in colorado springs i highly recommend that you go because it was such a good view from the gift shop it seems great yeah the facility was wonderful and i walked in there and i walked to the farthest stall in the bathroom and i just lurched I, I, that's the first time i remember throwing up but mm-hmm. i just threw up so much and I remember thinking, like, I haven't eaten anything. This is terrible. You're just dry heaving at that point. Oh, it was so bad. And this lady that was in uh, in the restroom with me, she's like, "Hun, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was just such a shitty experience. And our I... whole time when we were vacationing together, <laughs> that was just beginning to end. And crazy food poisoning. And I am a person, if I ha- if I want to, like, enjoy myself and have a good time, there is nothing that is going to get in my way, not even food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we're going to go to Target, we're going to get some medicine, and then we're going to go to the goddamn movies. Oh, yeah. And that was nice because we just <coughs> sit down in a dark room, and if we needed to go to the bathroom, that was f- it wasn't like it was fine. a huge thing where you have to travel to find it, like in Garden of the Gods. Yeah. So we, we went and saw Vice. <laughs> we went and saw Vice. And I loved the theater because it was like one of the ones with the recliners. It was a great theater. Oh, it was such a good one. I remember like thinking, why can't we just stay here all night and eat popcorn and stay in the recliners? We just wanted to, did not want to leave that. We didn't want to leave because our little Somebody did something was crazy so... in that theater. I can't remember what. I remember there was one person who was kind of nuts. Oh, so the whole thing is about George Bush. If you haven't seen Vice, George Bush's vice president, uh, Dick Cheney. Cheney. And um, Donald Rumsfeld is a a really big character in this as well, but also Dick Cheney's wife. And the people behind us, oh my gosh, you could tell they were just conservative Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy, but his commentary on the whole movie was just astounding. Oh, I remember one guy was a really big fan of Colin Powell. Yeah. And Colin Powell has given some speech. He's like, yeah, you tell him, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) 
like he had a hero in that. <laughs> that was very cute. I like that. Yeah, I think that was the guy behind us. Yeah. And then the guy There's that was kind of right next side. to our side uh-huh. was the one that was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, am I in Texas? <laughs> we didn't, I don't even know that anyone saw this movie in Texas. <laughs> it was so funny. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go and see Aquaman while we were there, but uh, we just, I don't know. Continue our track. We're really anxious to go. Oh, yeah, so we're so excited to get home after all that. And then we're passing through some of the big mountains uh, there and going over a mountain. We come back to the other end. and We have the worst steak dinner of our life in first um, Amarillo. I think, was it, it was before Amarillo oh. that the windshield wiper fluid froze. Yeah, that was and actually so- in Utah yeah. before we got oh, to Colorado. Oh, I guess before Colorado. So we had to stop and for a couple of hours so then they thaw out the fluid and give us different, better detailing fluid. And, and it was so filled with salt that you had to have windshield fluid to wash off the, it was the, nuts. the salt in order to see. So we got stranded there for a little while. You keep going past Colorado, past um, well, no, food that's, poisoning. You're, not, you're skipping the point where the guy gives you the knife. So we the guy at the dealership because um we're driving by i was like oh hey there's a ford dealership let's just like go in and see if they can fix this wiper problem real quick uh-huh. of course it's not quick but um so he's like okay well here's what i did to uh fix your windshield wiper i've poured a lot of hot fluid on your very cold car mm-hmm. um and that did something and he's like now go down the road tell so and so i sent you and you want to get the orange wiper fluid. And I was like, great, cool. So we go to the O'Reilly's. We go to the it. O'Reilly's. We tell him that Don or whoever sent us. And he looks at me very seriously and he slides a pocket knife across. And he says, I appreciate that. <laughs> so we buy. It's wrapped. Like it's a yeah. wrapped pocket I didn't even exactly register it as a pocket knife. It was just so funny to me that it's a whole pocket knife and it's not like a little no it was like a legit it's like a full knife (laughs) thank you (laughs) so we bought five dollars worth of wiper fluid and Uh got a knife knife. (laughs) i felt like we're in like an um a point and click puzzle kind of rpg game from like the 90s yeah where you get like a mundane item and there's a big significance on it because this knife is going to come in handy later <laughs> yeah exactly i was like is this a is this a rare item yeah right know, it just sits you in your know? inventory every time there's a door you click the knife and you click on the door and it says i can't use that now yeah <laughs> you just have to wait until you find it Jesus. and then it's going to be on like a cup of coffee or something it's going to be something that doesn't make any sense yeah. it's just like this will stir my coffee <laughs> get through the mission <laughs> Uh, so in any event, so that's when Sam got the knife, uh-huh. and uh, then we're driving through Texas, <laughs> and when we got into the car in Colorado, um, everything was fine. We had some brake issues in Colorado, um, like some we had to go, yeah, like the lights times. were being weird. So we went to a parking lot, turned them off, turned the car back on, lights and we go. And we go. This is December. 31st new year's eve new year's eve we had intended to be home to celebrate new year's eve and to be off and the watching road. netflix we had a lot of delays but we wanted to we be wanted off the to road be off too. the road at like 7 p.m so we um <coughs> keep it in delayed keep it in delayed we get into this small town called quino quino Oh, I can't remember where it's Something kind of like Quano. That might not be exactly it. But like a population 2,000, according to the sign. 
for those of you that are um, Texans or bull riding fans, um, it is the hometown of Lane Frost, right. which I didn't know. It had a big bull thing, Oh man! and it said that. So uh, that's right next to Oklahoma. You, you come to a point where you're really traveling through Texas, and uh, when you're in it and you are between, there's nothing around you for quite some time, there will be little towns. I think they're every 30 or every 50 miles. Yeah. And they were specifically placed. This is one of the towns that was placed when there was this this uh, highway built in like the 1920s or something. And they would have steam cars where you need to re- refill the radiator with water. Mm-hmm. And some of them had an operational range of about 30 miles. So there'd be these towns popped up every 30 miles along this highway. So they could be water so refueling water. station for your radiator for your car yeah. to drive through Texas. And this this car is just kind of, this town, excuse me, has just kind of been here through that. It, it was a very, very nice town. I like, mean. It was, we were wowed by how many people went out of their way to be very, very, very kind so to us. So what had happened was we're driving into this town. It's about like six, seven o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, hey, the brakes are being weird. The signals are coming on. And the lights are even flashing in the cabin of the car. And I was like, that is fucking weird. So we pull over at a truck stop. They don't have any brake fluid. And I was just like, that's crazy. But then also the brake thing looked weird. Like I couldn't get a rating on where the brake fluid was. Yeah. It was too strange. I'd never used it before, but it was weird that I couldn't see. Well, because in brand new cars, you shouldn't be adding brake fluid. So we find a 24-hour garage. This is New Year's night, right? New Year's Eve night. Pull up to the garage. They're willing to take a look at the car. They take a look at it, and they very quickly and very firmly say, you can't drive anywhere. You can't drive this a foot. Like, you have a huge break in your fluid Your brake line is... You are bone dry on brake fluid. You are moments away from losing control of this vehicle. It is done. It cannot move. And it just like I So they help us get our car over to the hotel across the street. Yeah, and they poured a whole bunch of brake fluid in there and they would show you you'd step on the brakes, it would splurt out like violently. Just all it over was, like, our engine compartment. Right. Oh, it was so and like to me, stuff like that is so fucking stressful. Like it's just stressful when things happen, like uh-huh. that are out of your control. But, like, when a dude is like, oh, man, you're really lucky that you pulled over because the next thing that would have stopped you would have been another vehicle. Right. And we're going, like, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, like, On New Year's Eve night. You know? already a dangerous time to be driving. (coughs) So, sorry, I've been sick for, like, four weeks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And we get get crashed in the middle of those two towns. Oh, my God. Think about how far away any... Facilities, services, hospitals. So crazy. Long, long, long ways away. Very long. And we had no idea where we were at. No, we didn't know where we were at because it was just like some random town. So we we go across the street to the hotel. Best Western affiliate. It's got some local name. Uh, They're very kind. Oh, the garage, by the way, New Year's holiday things would not accept money from us. Like, we were wanting to give them cash. Like, we're like, oh, please. Really trying to like, give them any amount so of money. We're so thankful to them. And he's just like, just write a review online if you want to. But uh, but, but no, we, you, you're going to need some money for some repairs. And we can't provide those repairs to you. So save your money for, for, for that. Because because we can't help you, but you, you do need some help. Crazy. And I was just like, wow. So we both went and wrote reviews on their Yelp and Google. Yeah. Uh, like, that night. We go across the street to the... Best Western Affiliate. Yeah, the hotel. Uh-huh. And the lady's like, hey, if you'll sign up for this rewards card. She, and she could tell that we were just like completely out of it. it Exhausted, was, We stressed. were crazy. 
And she was like... Sick. Yeah. I wasn't feeling... We still weren't feeling good. Because no. we had just had food poisoning the day before. The worst food poisoning probably of either of our lives. God. So this lady puts us in a king suite in yeah. this like thing. She's like, go lay down. Y'all y'all are going to be fine. Your car's going to be fine. Everything's, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. So that's that. I call my papa and he's going to come and tow us back. And the guy at the U-Haul place, because we have to get a trailer to like haul back our, our car, um, he comes in and opens for us on New Year's, on New Year's Day. Day. When he typically isn't open, we had no. like called him a bunch and we were able to explain sort of stuff that was going on. Yeah. So he came in for he us. Came in. Just so we could rent that one U-Haul. He was very it nice. It was so too. nice. Uh-huh. And then I asked the ladies, like, hey, could I pay to do like a half day because we had to stay until like one o'clock or something. And we didn't know right? exactly when we could check out either, but we needed a, it was freezing cold. Yeah. Sure. Oh, it was like, there was nowhere to be legitimately freezing. Yeah. So I was just like, could we wait out in the lobby? She's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. You guys stay there as long as you need. We're not charging you. And I was like, what is so we this got town? Late checkout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a, a Twilight Zone town that like, traps you by how nice people are until the trap springs up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like, we're gonna get killed here. <laughs> right. Sure. It, it was too nice. It was one of those, it felt like a small Twilight Zone town where there's a monster that they were being <sighs> nice to keep you around to feed you to. It was crazy. But it was, it was, everyone was very sweet. So nice to us. And uh, your, your, your uh, papa wasted no time in traveling very far to come yeah. get us and then he took us back the last 250 or so miles. But then we finally got home. Yeah. Oh, and then your car was in the shop for a month? Yeah, a month. My car was line. in the shop for a they month. They'd order in parts, and then they order, didn't order in the right parts. And it was like two weeks between ordering parts. Oh. So it was... And I was in this... Sam gets irritated with me because this rental car was, of course, better than his car. Because he drives our oldest car. And I was just like, the whole time I was like, I fucking hate this car. It's, <laughs> I just hate it, you know? This tiny little SUV. It's like a bullshit vehicle. And the car was exactly for nobody. Exactly, exactly for good no at one. Like it compromised everything away. At the know? last, there was no choices that the car was making successfully. <laughs> the last weekend that I had that car, the seatbelt stopped working. Yeah, the, the seatbelts. It's a brand new car. Brand it's an new SUV, so it's crazy bad fuel efficiency. But it's so small to be like more efficient. Yeah, but no. you can't do any. Like it has no trunk. <laughs> I was just like, have what, an SUV, then you're going to carry stuff in that SUV, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the car is for nobody. Our children who are used to being in our sedan, which is a large sedan, uh-huh. you know, they were like, uh, our knees are touching the back. We're like, there's nothing we can do. It's a rental car. <laughs> yeah, I just, I cannot imagine who that car was for. It's so crazy. So, anyways, it was awful. A month, and then I finally got my car back, and the whole time... I had to keep calling the dealership of like, what's the update? What's the update? Over and over. And it was just so frustrating. I couldn't believe it. And at the end, like, he was just like, I don't know how much this is going to cost you and this, that, and the other. And it should have all been under warranty. And it was. And it was. But like, I didn't know what our cost was going to be until I went to pay it. So we were like not spending money we you know because we were had been told like oh it could be close to a thousand you know twelve hundred dollars and i'm like well f you know Mm -hmm. so i was just like so stressed out i go there it's a hundred dollars everything was under warranty it was fine the rental car and everything like that it was just kind of crappy to 
A, have a problem that severe and yeah. like a brand new vehicle, but B, to be out the car for so long. But Yeah, it was crazy. So anyways, that was the tale of Christmas. Yeah, the trip home took like a month. Yeah. Oof, mm. it was awful. <laughs> Excuse me. Nice to talk to you, everyone. Wish me luck. My will start this next Friday. Next Friday, Friday. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I'm going to keep going until I get that 165. 165. Cool. Cool. Love you. Love you. No, I was talking to them. Love you, them. <laughs> Bye. Bye.